You're listening to SAS Nordic, the sassiest podcast in the Nordics. Hi, I'm Daniel. And I'm Thomas. And we are experienced SaaS professionals that are curious about how other successful SaaS companies go to market, scale, build winning teams and great products. Join us on our journey as we speak to Nordic SaaS leaders trying to get hold of their secret sauce. And today's guest is Anna Guldstrand, acting CEO at Mentimeter. One customer can't determine what kind of product roadmap or what we should build or the fun- functionality. However, we really need to pay attention and listen a lot because we can see patterns and when the patterns emerge and we have a pattern, then we need to do something about it. Welcome back to the SAS Nordic podcast. We really appreciate you stopping by, giving some time and, and sit with us to uh, listen to interesting guests. And we have one today for sure. For sure. Uh, I think you're all going to like this because at some point in time, you're all going to move up market or down market with your offerings, making that transition or addition, if you may, is a difficult exercise. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and how you actually take care of that transition process when you add an additional emotion to your business. Yeah. And, and I mean, some companies, they, they have a sales red motion with their product and they want to go product led. But there is also companies that has the opposite situation. And that's what we're going to look into today. Today, we are really happy to have Anna Gullstrand, the acting CEO and Chief People and Culture Officer at Mentimeter. So welcome, Anna, to the Sassnori podcast. Thank you. Nice to be here. It's it's great to have you here. And I'm just looking at Thomas here. It's like, it's a long title. Like, Thomas, well done. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I took it on the first take. Yeah, exactly. The, there was no retakes there. Hey, <laughs> Anna, fantastic that you're with us uh, here on the show as well. And we're just coming out of uh, a fantastic Sassiest Digital here where you were one of the speakers. So... Thank you so much. So I'm, I'm hoping that our audience, and if you're listening to this, you probably know Anna by now. But in case you're new to the show, Anna, why don't you tell them a little bit? Who is Anna Goldstand? I, I just fell in love with sauce. But okay, I've been in love with sauce for two and a half years only. So before I started at Mentimeter as VP People uh, two and a half years ago, I was working a lot in the, the digital digital industry, uh, running as a CEO agencies, like web agencies, digital agencies, service design, that kind of work uh, in uh, Russia, in Finland, and in Sweden. Okay. Uh, But as a CEO, I've always been very people and culture focused. So I have a lot of knowledge, I would say, within like what makes people thrive and perform. Uh, basically, like everything that has to do with our, our brain, fundamental needs, intrinsic motivation, those things. Uh, I just love those things. Uh, so I guess what I bring to the table is uh, if you focus on people and culture, uh How, like, how will that transform into business success? Uh, and for me, it's super clear. If you have a high engagement at your company, you will be more profitable, more productive, and also like well-being, uh, and those kind uh, of things will increase. So that's where you have me, I guess. All right, uh, and I think also Metameter is quite well known for those things. So you have definitely done something right in that area. But besides that, what can you tell us about Mentimeter? Give us the the pitch and and the story a little bit. Yes, so Mentimeter is an audience engagement platform. So uh, meaning that like we help 
you as an individual leader or you as a company to create more engagement and create a more engaging company culture. And we do that with a platform that basically makes your meetings, your presentations or your uh, workshops, your learning sessions more inclusive, more transparent, more interactive, more engaging. Because what the platform makes you do is to have less focus on yourself and more focus on, on the participants and make them active contributors instead. So they can uh, lean in and be super active in your session, uh, you know, with their input, their competence, voting, taking qualitative decisions. Um, so it's all about capturing the collective intelligence of a group and making sure that that is captured in your session. So for leaders, it's a lot about making them talk less and listen more and be more curious on the participants. It can be in an event of a thousand people or in a small five people meeting. It doesn't matter, but it's this switch in mindset that we are looking into. So making more voices heard is what we say, like in the world, if you use Mentimeter more, then more voices are heard, which we believe is truly important. Is that the tagline, making more voices heard? Yeah, I guess. I have a new one for you. You know how in, in, the, in the SaaS world, we talk about the voice of the customer? Yeah. <laughs> you just made me think like what you guys are working with, like voice of the audience yeah the voice of the audience yes audience engagement yes like remember me when you put that somewhere yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. But, but just to put it in perspective so basically we have customers and individual users in the whole world uh which is super cool more than 300 million voices have been heard with mentimeter so far uh, and also more than 50 million leaders have been uh doing their session and their live session with mentimeter and made these voices heard. And I know this is one of those tools that, uh, and obviously we've seen it, we followed the journey and it works for a broad variety or spectrum of type of customers. But if you would try to narrow it down, like who is the Mentimeter customer? Who are the ideal customer profiles? Yeah, so I think it, it's a very good question because it's also a question that we're asking ourselves uh, right now. Because historically, uh, Mentimeter started as a, as a product for individuals, basically. Uh, so we have done product-led growth great with uh, a self-service uh, go-to-market, like a freemium uh, go-to-market. So an individual leader could sign up to the platform and just a minute later start their first session with, with Mentimeter and engaging their audience. Uh, what have happened, though, during this year is that uh, the world has matured. Uh, engagement is top of every company's agenda right now. I mean, uh, like the employee engagement. Uh, so this is a, a very strategic topic for many customers right now. How can we increase psychological safety in our company? How can we increase engagement and motivation? How can we make sure that we really seize uh, the the competence of all our co-workers uh, and become a, a less hierarchical organization right. and, and basically make use of everyone's competence in the company. So we are on this like upmarket journey going from the individuals and adding more and more customers and enterprise customers. Uh, and then the value for them is very clear that it's about uh, employee engagement, actually. Gotcha. You mentioned before uh, that your your solution that there is you know loads of leaders and people touched by it, but uh, I would like to go into the numbers a little bit more. So where are you at when it comes to ARR growth rate, number of uh, customer employees, and so on? Can you share some numbers? Yes, of course. 
So uh, by this year, we are aiming... Okay, I'm going to be a bit vague now. It's okay. <laughs> We're aiming for between 35 and 45 uh, million dollars in ARR. Uh, so that is where we are, like company size. Uh, and we right now have 280 employees. So in the end of the year, maybe around 310, 320. We have offices in both uh, Toronto and Stockholm. And we're also looking into the APEC region as we speak. Customers today... Uh, How do you define a customer? Yeah, exactly. In your world. Yeah, that's also interesting. <laughs> a customer for us is someone who made the deal uh, together with sales and signed a contract for their uh, for an enterprise plan or a pro plan basically so it's more about like how the transaction was made uh, and not a lot about like uh, from the like customer perspective how they look so we have uh, around 1600 customers right now uh, but that ranges from a customer that maybe has 10 <laughs> licenses on a workplace and we have some customers that has uh, thousands of licenses uh, in their workplace. So it's very different. And what about employees? Uh, 280 right now and aiming for 310 before the end of the year. Okay. And I know that you started out bootstrapped, but you have recently got a quite big capital injection. Could you say anything about that and, and why you did it and what you're going to do with the money? Yes. So I guess a bit unique. Uh, in, in the tech and startup world is that we have been coming this far with our own uh, our own money so to say so we had a few angel investments in the beginning but mostly like bootstrapped during this whole journey uh, and what we have seen now after uh, corona uh, is that the interest for uh, engagement audience uh, is bigger and bigger so we see that there's like a lot of things happening within this space. And, and we feel that we were in a very good position to accelerate. And we are already the market leader, but like keep on pushing. Uh, and that was basically why we wanted to bring in an investment to be able to, to do more parallel activities and, and move faster in, in less time. Uh, so we brought in 150 million SEC in June. Okay, who put in the money? So it was uh, Nordstjernan Growth and uh, Kriades. Okay, and does this mean, so uh, back in the days you were bootstrapped, as you said, you're probably profitable, I don't know, but uh, does this mean that you're going to show some red numbers at, at the bottom line here for, for the coming years to accelerate growth? So you're switching up a little bit? Yes, exactly. So we have budgeted this year for red numbers and also next year. Okay, so you're, you're actually going a, a little bit against the stream. I like that. Mentimeter always does it yeah. in their own way. I mean, one reason that we, we can do that is because we have a, a, a very <laughs> cash generative business model uh, or transaction model. So every all our customers and self-service customers are paying upfront. Right. So our cash flow is uh, great. Good. So I think uh, you guys at Metameter, you have sort of been the poster child for product-led growth companies here in the Nordics. Uh, you've been very successful with that. But today we're going to talk about how you are transitioning from being a self-service platform to work more with enterprise sales. So... Um, why are you doing this? Uh, yes, so we're doing this because, as I said before, that engagement is now top of everyone's mind. Is business critical? And what we see then uh, is that 
we have a lot of companies in our own like database that that they already have a lot of leaders within their company using Mentimeter already. But those, so it can be 100, 200, 500 uh, using Mentimeter because they signed up self-service. Yeah. Uh, some of them use the freemium, some use uh, basic, some use pro and so on. So they are on different uh, plans, but they are using and getting a lot of value out of Mentimeter. They're also using it in very different way because we have a horizontal product. So some of them use it in their learning and development trainings, some of them in their uh, all-hand meetings, some in their big events and conferences, external conference, internal conferences. Some of them use it in their like daily stand-up. So it's a lot of like different use cases. Right. But what we see is when that happens, then actually Mentimeter is changing behaviors within the organization. So it's about basically... Uh, an aggregated value uh, to the organization because behaviors actually change mindset. Mm-hmm. So when people start to listen more and engage their their coworker colleagues more, mm. then step by step they're also creating a more engaging uh, company culture, which is yeah. really cool to see. So it becomes a part of their ways of working. Right. So what we have seen then is like. I mean, all of them are using Mentimeter, but they are not together on the workplace yet. Yeah, and I have a question here because you have so many users within the company and you want to sell them more an enterprise deal. So who do you contact yeah. when there's so many different kinds of users? Yeah, so, so this, is, this, is the, this is our challenge. So basically, they are, not, they, are, they are having the value, but they are not on a, on a joint workplace. Uh, so they can't really benefit of each other. They can't collaborate uh, with their presentations and they can't like add you know, design or and use it together. Mm. So, and they don't get any data either as a workplace. No single sign-on and, and so on. No, but you need to pick a persona to call. Is it the, on the marketing or do you go r- really C-level or, or do you find the, the most active user? Or? Yeah, so so what we do is that we, we try to find the champions uh, within the organization. Uh, so we try to find the champions, uh, the ones that have like, got it, uh, understood the value. So it's based on usage, more or less. Yeah, there are usually several of them. Uh, but then in the end, we need to also con- contact like the, the, the buyer or IT or uh, like the, the admin person. So we have different personas that we are going uh, going for. Uh, usually what happens though is that the decision is quite simple for them to take because it's a decision that only... I mean, of course, it's it's um, they, they they pay, but they already see the value and they see more value about for there's a lot of like technical things and security things that we are adding uh, on on top of there. So so how do you do the outreach here? Is there a salesperson sending a personalized email or do they pick up the phone or is that handled automatically by the platform sending out some emails that we see that you guys are using it all, all across the organization? Do you want... Yeah, us to go in and do something. Yeah, so so mostly today we're doing it within sales uh, with uh, real people. Okay. <laughs> so basically, someone mailing or calling or uh, inviting to an event or like th- those kind of things. Uh, what we what we are working more and more with though is uh, within the product is like uh, product qualified accounts and product qualified leads and basically as you say like the product itself can tell someone uh, about what could be a possible next step. Gotcha. I actually want to take a step uh, back, Anna, here. So, I mean, looking at the beginning of your journey, as you said, like your self-service motion was really successful. And then at some point, 
you realize and figure out the market is asking for it. There's a big opportunity. We're moving up market. Timing-wise, can you tell us like what was that magical tipping point where you felt like we need to add that motion, the enterprise motion to our organization? Yeah. So, so this uh, was already in 2016, so mm. only like four years in, uh, or actually two years in because the first two years were, we can't really count them, uh, so maybe <laughs> two years in there. Uh, so very early, I would say, and, and the reason was quite simple that we just saw in our database that people on the same domain uh, are using Mentimeter, uh, but they can't collaborate. Right. So let's put them on a plan where they can make use of each other and, and collaborate more. Uh, so, so we started already in 2016 to build our enterprise uh, sales department. Uh, but at that time, the deal size were like, five or 10 licenses, right, yeah. <laughs> you know? So that was how we started, but we still got them on a, on a contract, maybe one year, two year, three, three years and so on. Uh, and on a What's your biggest license now? I will not tell exactly, <laughs> but uh, no, but we are, we are speaking of thousands of uh, licenses for, for, for many customers. Yes. Okay, yeah. So, so, so that's the journey we have made. And then I think uh, one thing we also realized very early on was that as soon as you're, you get your first enterprise accounting, you also need to hire your, your first customer success uh, uh, role. Right. So, so basically adding someone that, uh, that is helping the customer to get the value out of, uh, of the platform. Uh, and, and this work has been very successful today. Our customer success team, um, I mean, we have a bigger existing customer team because it's also relationship managers but customer success we are around 15 people right now uh, working with our most uh, strategic uh, and high potential accounts uh, to help them to get even more value out of the product what more can you tell us about because it, it's one thing and one type of motion and essentially company culture mm. to run a self-service motion where the customer like cares for themselves so to say with, with onboarding making sure it works and, and so on to actually I don't want to say switching gears, but at least adding another dimension. What, how do you actually make this transition or addition internally? Yeah. So what you said now is super important that when we talk about this internally, we're very, very careful that it's not about switching gears. It's about adding. Uh, it's about following the customer from the start where they maybe they voted in some other presentations. Then they went in, got a freemium, da, 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 and followed that customer throughout they start to collaborate within the within their company, and suddenly, a few years later, they have thousands of licenses. So just follow the whole journey, and 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 what we are right now is that before I would say one year, if you would have asked us one year from now, um, one year back, we would have said that like the customers and the enterprise customers, that's a sales thing. It was only the sales department working with enterprise or customers basically mm -hmm. the rest of a mentimeter was focusing a lot on self-service and helping the individual presentation presenter to 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 become a better presenter basically um so so that has been our focus and now we're adding so now our product innovation and our product roadmap is also about making sure that teams collaborate better uh, and that um uh, that the, the customer gets this 
aggregated value and change their ways of working within their organizations. It's much more about like habitual use and new use cases and different type of use cases depending on the 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 persona and so it is really a mindset shift uh, in in a way because you need to add uh, you need to be more curious on more type of customers uh, and and add that knowledge yeah and adding this aspect uh, of your your operation and how you work with your product and customers what challenges are there doing this when I started at Mentimeter in 2020 in the spring we were 70 employees and now we are 280 so we have been growing tremendously uh, and also corona uh, was very interesting for us because we onboarded a lot of new users that suddenly like panicked a bit like how do i create engagement in meetings so um, it's been super interesting year but we have also growing very very fast so what we see right now that we need to 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 our challenge to ourselves is to work much more cross-functional so uh, like historically like product do their things marketing do their thing sales do their thing uh which which has worked very good for us but what we see now is like the cross-functional work that we need to do uh as i said for example following following the customer journey throughout uh making sure that the data is accurate and correct throughout uh, make sure that we can take smart decision uh for example if we talk about paid marketing if we get one individual users user here we need to be able to follow the lifetime value, not only as an individual user, but also as a customer that that person might be in the future. So there's a lot of like data and insight work uh, here that we are, are doing right now. And we have been investing a lot in our data uh, department. Three ways to fail in sales brought to you by memory. One, clog your pipeline. The fuller it is, the fuller your feel. Tip two, Never use a plan. Predictability? Eh, that's just boring. Three, forget the CRM. Probably sucks anyway. If you're ready to take control of your sales and make how you sell your competitive advantage, try Membrane for free today at Membrane.com. Being a sales guy, I, I am uh, very curious here because at least in my mind, selling uh you know the, the self-service motion versus the enterprise sales very very different yes requires different type of talents different type of setups because they're, they're just the procurement process when you're selling to a big customer that's going to buy these thousands of licenses it's very different yes. how did you make that transition did you already have the skill sets in the system in place or did you have to hire them tell us a little bit about that mm -hmm. no i think we have I mean, our sales department now, they are around 100 people. Uh, and we focus a lot on upskilling and we focus a lot on believing in people's potential. So I would say that we have onboarded like quite young uh, people, but with very, very high potential. And they have been following us through this journey. So uh, one example, Ashley, who is now our new, uh, our um, she's the director for newbies within for the whole SDR team. Uh, she uh, she started as an SDR. Now I don't really know, but probably like around four years ago. So from starting as an SDR and in four years, she's now the, the director of, of the, that team. Mm -hmm. So we 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 have been working a lot with our own our own people, uh, basically, to uh, to upskill. Mm -hmm. uh, but the mindset, as you say, so uh, 
because of our self-service motion and product-led growth, we have had a lot of incoming requests for enterprise. So we have had a very, very high inbound. So basically, they just like, oh, we are all using Mentimeter, but we want to, to be in the same workplace. Let's contact Mentimeter and make sure that we, we, we get there, So, which is fortunate. Uh, what we are doing now, though, is that we are also seeing that there are so many people using Mentimeter, but they are not contact contacting us because maybe they don't know what the benefits would be or the value would be. Mm -hmm. So we are doing much more outbound now, but it's still outbound within our own uh, customer base, so to say, or they are already having uh, or uh, perceiving value. Okay. But that in itself, it is actually a, a mindset shift and also another type of skill, as you said, Daniel, uh, because then you need to, they didn't contact you, it's still us, we are reaching out and then the conversation needs to be different. So we're doing a lot of upskilling within that uh, area right now. Right. There's a lot of uh, people that, that are listening here. So that probably wonder like, hey, Daniel Thomas, why don't you ask her about the biggest challenges? So I'm going to ask you, like, if you move up market like this from a sales perspective or go to market perspective, what do you feel has been the biggest challenge? Uh, I would say one challenge now, right now, is that we need to do a reality check on ourselves and the type of customers we are actually having. Basically, our renewal base is increasing a lot for every month. Right. So having the mindset of that just renew the existing customer base is more important <laughs> or it's very important compared to adding customers mm. uh, because we have a fantastic, uh, uh, we have negative churn. Uh, once a customer is on boarded to Mentimeter, they actually, that cohort is growing year by year. So we have net negative churn within enterprise. So we are good at this, but it's also like a, a, in a way, and mindset switch that customer success is more important. Existing customers are super important. Mm -hmm. Renewal is important because if we don't renew, then we have a, a up, uphill battle for sure. Okay. So, so I think that is one like this: just understanding what kind of customers we are working with and 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 the level we need to be at to provide value for them. So, so <clears throat> you mentioned that customer success becomes increasingly important in this case. So how do you incentivize the ones working with customer success versus, now I don't remember when we talked to Johnny, if you had sales commissions or not, maybe you don't have, right? So that goes for, for customer success as well then I guess, and, and you have some kind of, or how do you incentivize people just, just one or two sentences, how you work with that. Yeah, so, so the reason we don't have commission is because uh, sales is is uh, about collaboration. And there's so much arguing in between SDRs and account executives, in between AIs and relationship managers, da 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 da, da when, when there's commission involved. Okay. And we just want to make sure that we are landing the right type of customer instead of just landing someone. And then that we are together uh, providing more and more value for that uh, customer. So that's why we don't have commission or that's one of the reasons. And what happens then is that we have a lot of collaboration. So the cust uh, the handover from AE to, to relationship managers and customer success 
Uh, we pay a lot of attention to that. And then the relationship manager and the customer success, how they work together with the account. Uh, and then, of course, we're looking. We are using PlanHat, uh, so basically Salesforce and PlanHat. So we we just started with PlanHat a few months ago as a, as a customer success tool. So You're going to be so happy that you said that in the podcast. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that some other uh, of your guests will say that they use Mentimeter for their experiment. Yeah, they probably will. <laughs> we will make them say. No, but of course, we look at a lot of things. Uh, but what we have seen is that usage, usage... Uh, of the product is what correlates best to renewal and upsell and everything. So use is uh, our most important um, ma- uh, metric. Okay. Uh, so to talk about something else, I mean, going up market, working with ed- enterprise, how has that affected the product and product development? Mm-hmm. I guess when you're going enterprise, you have to do some of the boring stuff, <laughs> right? Compliance, uh, data center, single sign-on, yeah, all of those kind of stuff that maybe not everyone is so excited about comparing to add those uh, extra f- fun mm-hmm. polls or team collaboration, I guess, is fun. But the other stuff, the boring stuff. First of all, I don't think you should uh, underestimate uh, the variety of engineers that actually think different things are challenging and fun to work with. So, so basically, what what we have is we have teams uh, that are working specifically with these things that you're men- uh, mentioning. Yeah. Uh, and they actually think it's fun, Thomas. Yeah, it, it's fun. <laughs> we are all different. We are all different. Yes, exactly. In his defense, Anna, he sat through a really difficult SOC 2 certification program in a previous life. Okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> no, but but uh, 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 as you say, Thomas, like it's been very clear. So our philosophy is like this. One customer can't determine what kind of product roadmap or what we should build or the fun- functionality. However, we really need to pay attention and listen a lot because we can see patterns. And when the patterns emerge and we have a pattern, then we need to do something about it. So very clearly, as you are saying, like EU hosting is one super important thing. Uh, we have been working with all these things that you're talking about that has to do with security and single sign-on and, and all those uh, things. Uh, so that that is important. But I would say that most uh, people within products still work with the core and with the core I mean like how can you engage your audience uh, but in different ways I mean we have uh, we have like a template ri- library we also have a slide library where we are adding features that you can add to your um, they're not in in it from from the beginning but you can add it if you want uh, we're looking into specific use cases for example uh, a scrum master doing uh, their daily stand-up. What kind of feature could that person need? And that could be in our slide library. Library. It doesn't need to be in the core product, but it can be something you can add. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we're looking into to many like different use cases that we believe that our ideal customer uh, or a persona within our ideal customer would need and value. Cool. Uh, listening to this, Anna, actually, it made me think of uh, three really quick questions to you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and think about it, left-hand side, self-service, right-hand side, enterprise. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, what is the big difference in messaging when it go, comes to go-to-market, self-service versus enterprise? Is there any difference? Uh, yes, uh, big difference. So uh, self-service is a lot about the individual. So uh, like 
how can I be a star in my my next meeting or my next, next presentation? Or how can I become a, a more mature leader that is listening more and getting the engagement from my, my team or my group? So it's a lot about like that. Right. But we also communicate around like presenter stress. Actually, people believe that it's, uh, they're more, <laughs> we did a study in the US that said that people are more afraid of doing a presentation than to die. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, Okay. Yeah, so there's like a lot of things we can help them there. So self-service is a lot about focusing. The messaging is about helping the individual. What yes, about right. enterprise? Yeah, and for enterprise, I think it's super interesting because what we see there is the big why is about creating a more engaging company culture. Right. That's the big why for, for someone in an organization. But then it's very can be very specific because we can talk with the learning and development trainers. Right. They want to understand how how Mentimeter can help them to do better trainings, better learning experiences that people will remember more from the trainings, for example. So th then that is like a specific thing. Yeah. Then we can talk about all hands meeting where it's a lot about transparency and making sure that people actually remember the content if you have a meeting with the, your whole company. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so I would say that it's hard to break it down. Uh, you need to do it per use. Right, right. So, but I, I see it as like, I think, okay, there's a self-empowerment type of messages versus company empowerment. Very, very good. What about channels when you look at these two? Have you found that there's different communication channels that work better for one versus the other? Very quickly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would say that like content marketing is where we work most uh, channel wise and, and, and like uh, with content basically. And I think you can do very, very good content towards all of these different uh, uh, audiences. But content is king, as you know. Yeah. So one thing I'm curious about, like uh, within Mentimeter internally, yeah. if you have teams that are focusing on the self-service motion versus teams that are focusing on the, the enterprise, do you feel that there's a different type of leadership that is required there? Is there any difference? No. Uh, I think that if you work uh, at a SaaS company and you have a product, then it's your job to understand your customer and the value you provide for them. And, uh, and their needs and pain points. So all product teams need to be obsessed about understanding the customer. Uh, and for some of them, it's the individual users. And for them, some, some of them, it's a team or an organization uh, or an admin uh, or an economical buyer uh, and so on. But it's always about understanding and looking at things from the customer's perspective. Okay. All right, so to summarize a little bit, for someone that is thinking of doing the same transition here, going from self-service to, to enterprise, do you have three tips for them? Yes, so uh, advice number one is to double down on product-led growth still, like the, the product is the hero. Uh, it's the starting point of everything. Okay. So don't forget where you, uh, your core, <laughs> yeah. no matter where in the journey you are. That's number one. All right. Number two is to, uh, when you start to see that uh, you have a lot of users within the same organization, then uh, as soon as possible, start with an enterprise, uh, like hire your first great salespersons. Number three is when you uh, have got your first accounts in, <laughs> accounts in uh, and landed those uh, deals, make sure you hire your first customer success person. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes. And then I guess like, Pay attention to the data. Uh, I think that's what's happening for us now, that basically the, 
the data tells us that more and more organizations are ready for this kind of tool. Yeah. And then we, we just need to lean in uh, to, that, uh, to those opportunities. Okay, is that the fourth hire, a data analyst? Uh, yeah, maybe then, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but you know, it's so easy when you're in this growth that you forget to do a reality check. Where are we now in our journey? What's actually happening from a bigger perspective? And what do we need to do then if this is what the data tells us that we uh, should do? All right. So a few questions here to round off. What is the future for Mentimeter? The future for Mentimeter is that all around the world, people are using Mentimeter to, to, to get their voice heard. And not only actually paying people, but our, our, that our freemium product is used more for everyone in the world that needs it, but maybe do not have the means to pay for it. All right. So more value to the world. And less PowerPoint and less Google Slides. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right. And what are you looking for right now? What I'm looking for? Yeah. What, what are you looking for? When you wake up in the morning, you go to work and say, oh, if I had that, that would be great. A CMO. Whoa. <laughs> you heard it here. That's going to get some attention. That was a good one. And and who would you like to see on the show uh, if we bring someone else here? Ooh. Okay. It's not a Nordic person. Can you invite Elena, Elena Verna to your show? I know Elena Verna. She's... She fantastic when it comes to product-led sales and product-led growth and it's super interesting to listen to. I will make you very happy in here now, Anna. I'm actually in dialogues with Elena. Uh, it's probably more chatting to her than she's just, you know, responding out of courtesy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the dialogue, really? <laughs> hey, at least she, at least she's responding and she says, yes, nah, yeah, like thumbs up. Thumbs up. And I can maybe help you. I'm also in dialogue with her, so maybe we can help each other. <laughs> there, there you go. There you go. Sounds great. Uh, Elena, uh, Elena, I know you're listening to this. <laughs> exactly. you, need to get, you need to get on the show. We want you on the show. <laughs> Matana, great to uh, to meet you as always uh, and have you here on the podcast was, was a pleasure and uh, see you around. Hope to see you soon. Bye-bye. Take care now. Bye. All right, Daniel, what are your takeaways from this episode? Uh, many great things here from Anna. One thing I want to highlight is how she talked about timing-wise when you know it's time to add the enterprise motion, often that answer sits already in your own data. So looking at where you have single users, if they represent the same domain, the same company and so on, you suddenly have a case. So look inside your own systems to identify where the low hanging fruit was. I thought, I thought that was clever. What about you, Thomas? I think what she said in the end when it was what you need to think about if you are going up market is that the product is still the hero. It's the, the beginning of the motion and um, adding product-led sales is just an addition to what you already are doing. So yeah, in short, that's my biggest takeaway. Right. Speaking about additions, it's technically not an addition, but we're, we are in the middle of, uh, I don't want to say revamping, but taking our CEO network and executive network to version 2.0. And I know, Thomas, that you've been working on this a little bit, that we are open for applicants here for new members. Tell us a little bit more about that. Absolutely. So, so right now we are we are talking to the existing members how we sort of can elevate this for next year, make it even better. And uh, also, we have had a wait list of people that want to join, and now we sort of open up the gates and marketing this a little bit more as well. So, if you are interested in joining the CEO network, if you work for a B two B SaaS company here in Northern Europe, or if you have a C level position or a VP position at the company with more than two million ARR, you can also apply. We have groups from 
everything from marketing to sales to product, people, customer success, and so on. And where you can read more about this is if you go to sasnordic.com, you can see under communities and you can read all about the, the different networks group there. Right, right. And another thing that many of you have asked uh, is where are we with our in-person event next year? And Sassiest is booked and scheduled. It's going to be in Malmö, April 18th and 19th. And there's a lot of stuff happening there. And there's a few ways for you guys to partake and contribute. Thomas, walk us through how they can engage with this. Yeah, so there's a few way of doing this. So you can, of course, suggest a topic or a speaker for us. You can do that on sassiest2023.com. Uh, also, if you want to be an event partner, you can also uh, contact us there. You can also reach out directly to contact at sassnordic.com and we can talk about what we can do together. I think that's enough for today, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. So uh, we'll be back soon bringing you more content and thank you for being with us we really appreciate that you listen to the show and uh, see you around take care